The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right now, Darren. You know, Andre Dupont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. And so the coach laughed at a boy, Moose. Just like the moose, and I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. <laughs> I still love the cardboard cutout of uh, the Darren DuPont show. Uh, that was Josh and the folks at IKS Media. They do great creative work and, and their animation stuff. I love that. I know our podcast listeners can't see it, so if you are listening on the podcast, you got to go back to YouTube and you got to check this out because uh, they did great. Uh, great work. Um, hello, happy holidays as we welcome you into hour two of the RP show here on a Monday morning. Or if you're listening on the podcast, we say Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Christmas week is finally here. Got my holiday espresso. So we're going to just slow down here into hour two and uh, roll into some of our topics. Just you and me for the first 15 minutes here. And then coming up later on in the podcast hour and in the program. You're going to hear from Gene Principe from Sportsnet in Edmonton. We're going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, who sit in one of the two wildcard spots as we head into the final week here towards Christmas. Uh, what do the Oilers need? What's working? What's not working? Where do they go from here? And we've got breaking news out of both Edmonton and Toronto. So we'll get to that in this segment as well. Alan May will be along with us as well as we really settle in to hockey here in this hour. Um, we're going to be on Alexander Ovechkin watch again tonight as he looks to uh, pass Gordie Howe uh, with goal 802, the next one up for Ovi. So Alan May, Washington Capitals broadcaster, will be by a little bit later on here in the hour. But we're going to start with football. And the text line is open at 902-518-3033. The YouTube chat is open. I've got that here. I want to get into the Jason Moss hiring, just you and me. And we can chat about this. I know the comments have been filling up here on this. And I wanted to get to some of your comments as well. Uh, Craig Smith, our director of scouting. And happy holidays, Smitty. Good to see you feeling better and hope things are going well. Um, with Craig says that uh, he was with Moss in Hamilton. Respected him so much. Smart, unparalleled work ethic. That from Smitty. Um, you know, Dan, uh, BW writes in and says, uh, Danny Machocha, I believe, uh, said back in Edmonton, 
that Moss would be in his coaching staff in the future. Um, John Ohm says, I'm a Jason Moss fan. It's too bad he had to take the fall in Regina. I think they call that a scapegoat. Not impressed uh, with the current regime. That's a little bit of a a different uh, story. Uh, Elam Wilson writes in and says, I think the Moss hiring makes sense. As a coach, he's got a good resume. Montreal played some good football last year. It could be a fit. We'll see. Um, Ryan McCarthy in New York says, wondering if Trevor Harris will re-sign with the Alcing that Jason Moss is the head coach. And Glenn Erickson said, I've always heard rumblings that Moss tends to create complicated schemes. And I think that might be true, too. You look at who the other uh, candidates were for the head coaching job um, in Montreal. Defensive coordinator Noel Thorpe. Uh, quarterbacks coach Anthony Calvillo. Special teams coordinator Byron Archambault. And running backs coach Andre Bolduc. Uh, all on the staff. They were all part of the head coaching search. But outside of that, uh, Danny Machocha didn't really go outside the box and interview a bunch of external candidates. And we never heard of interview requests being made. It seemed like all along Danny Machocha knew who he wanted. It was either going to be to promote somebody from within or it was going to be Jason Moss. Um, you look at Moss's history, obviously, as a player. I mean, he's just 47 years old. He's not an old coach. He's not that far removed from playing in the Canadian Football League. Um, I mean, for those who are uninitiated, which you all are uh, initiated, but the offensive coordinator in Sask for the last two years and was the head coach in Edmonton from 2016 to 2019, had a 39-33 and 33 record uh, with, at that time, it was the Eskimos. So, Jason Moss and, and Ryder fans want to know if this is going to make the riders look bad if he goes on and has success. And the short answer to that is no, it will not. Um, just because he wasn't a fit in Saskatchewan as the offensive coordinator doesn't mean he's not a great fit in Montreal as a head coach. You have to think about scheme and personnel and timing means everything. At least, you know, as a head coach, he can dictate game plans. Now, is Jason Moss a good head coach? A 39-33 and 33 record isn't a dominant record, but it's still a winning record. You know, he did take that Edmonton team, I believe, to two division finals uh, with Edmonton in his time there. So there is a history of success. And, and as it's been pointed out in our comments, this Montreal team is right on the brink. They're right there. They could have been a team that made a run late season towards a potential Grey Cup. Now, it happened to be Toronto. But they were close. Yes, it will hinge a little bit on who plays quarterback. And I think it's important that Jason Moss is named the head coach now, leading into free agency, so he can have those conversations, so that pending free agents know who they're going to have as their head coach before they make those decisions. Trevor Harris, if he's going to re-sign and come back and be the quarterback for the Alouettes, is he the quarterback that you know Jason Moss wants? One thing I know from watching is that Jason Moss and Cody Fajardo were clearly not on the same page. Moss was not a coach that fit Cody Fajardo as a quarterback. Cody Fajardo didn't have the skill set to complement what Jason Moss was trying to do offensively. So I don't think that fit works. Does it mean that Cody's a bad quarterback or Jason Moss is a bad coach? No, it just means they didn't fit. And sometimes you need to, when there's no fit, sometimes you just have to end the relationship and move on.
and both sides can go and have success in other places. And I think Cody will have success in this league. I think Jason Moss will have a lot of success in Montreal as their head coach. Jumping back in to the YouTube chat here, um, we want to jump in. Uh, Craig goes on to mention that Moss threw for 5,000 yards in one year. Yes, very successful as a quarterback. Um, Jeffrey uh, Townen, Jeff the Stamps fan, says, well, if Moss succeeds in Montreal, I'm sure Ryder fans will not be as understanding. No, they won't be. But just because he's going to go and have success in Montreal does not mean that he was going to have that success here in Saskatchewan. That was just not going to happen. Time to move on. But hope that Jason Moss has a lot of success in Montreal. Wishing him the best. And uh, you guys are too in our chat. Text line 902-518-3033. Let's jump in here. Bruno Kempen wants to jump in and say, Hi, Moose. Happy holidays to your crew and families. And yes, happy holidays to you as well and everybody who is watching um, as we are in the final week in the countdown to Christmas. Uh, Larry Dye writes in and says, Never leave a Vikings game at halftime. Good advice. And I know our Viking fan friends, Arash Madani, um, among them, the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, uh, Peter Labardius, they're all Minnesota Vikings fans. And uh, happy for them that the Vikings were able to erase a 33-0 halftime deficit on Saturday to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Bruno, or Larry Dye goes on to say, John Elway comes to mind, making it big late in his career. A Super Bowl is a huge stage. Yes, Elway winning, I believe that was the late 90s with the Denver Broncos. That was pretty great. He's obviously in response to Lionel Messi winning the World Cup and capping off uh, an incredible career, which Messi says he's not done, by the way. So that's awesome. Uh, David writes in and said he's in Winnipeg and watching on Game Plus. Wow, what a sports weekend. World Cup final, epic. NFL madness in Vegas. The smoke uh, probably still pouring out of uh, Belichick's ears. Yes, I can imagine uh, that it is. And then says, hey, Moose, is Bo Levi or Cody Fajardo a possible fit in Montreal? Which is the better fit? Well, as of today, it's not Cody Fajardo because Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss are not a fit together. That's clear, and it's not going to happen. So if it's one or the other, I'm taking Bo Levi in Montreal. But somehow I think that Trevor Harris might be the quarterback to thrive in Jason Moss's system. Although I think Bo Levi could thrive as well. A veteran, the big arm, can do a lot of things well, who's been around the game and might understand some of the things that Jason Moss wants to do. So that will be interesting. Uh, Jeff goes on to say the Stamp fan on YouTube, Moss was a Stamp killer when he played for the double E. So, and, and wants to know if everything's okay with Rod. Everything's great with Rod. Rod is on an extended long weekend celebrating his birthday in the Florida Keys. So I think everything is A-OK with RP. More to the texts. And actually, before we do that, um, we want to get to some breaking news today. I don't have a breaking news bell. So, Jordan, if you have the quick six show horn, why don't we hit that if we have it? I think we'll have it. There it is. Awesome. Threw a little curveball at you guys. So, again, appreciate that. Um, Clark first alerted me to this this morning uh, before we went to air. But Stuart Skinner, 
signing an extension in Edmonton. I believe the deal is three years at $2.6 million Bingo! per year for Stuart Skinner in Edmonton. Um, so we'll talk to Gene Principe about that. What does that mean for the Oilers moving forward? What does it mean for Jack Campbell? It's not a big ticket, so we'll follow that one. Um, also, breaking news out of Toronto and Colorado. The Toronto Maple Leafs have acquired forward Dryden Hunt from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for forward Dennis Mulligan. So Dryden Hunt, former Moose Jaw Warrior, Western Canadian fans that watch our program will be very familiar with Dryden Hunt. He's bounced around a couple franchises in the National Hockey League and uh, most notably now a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So a depth trade there should help the farm club out, maybe give Dryden a chance to uh, uh, get some time with the big club. So uh, there you go. And we've got some hellos and welcomes in the text line from Sean Dufour and Brody Ledoux as well. Happy birthday, guys. A couple of birthdays in the RP squad uh, as well on the text line. Um, Want to get to that poll here before we wrap up the opening segment and refresh the poll question. It's for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. You can vote now at rodpeterson.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can vote there as well. We're bringing up the reverse retros in the final stages of round one. And the San Jose Sharks, Chicago Blackhawks, the Sharks with the playoff, the old uh, California Seals. And I think... It's not going to be close. But, Clark, do we have an update on YouTube where we're at? See if we can get some early results here. 51%. That's as close as it gets. 50-50 on YouTube. Um, Let me pull up the online results, if I can, here at rodpeterson.com. And it's on Twitter. So you've got a few different places to vote. I'm on rp.com, and I'm going to vote for San Jose. 80% San Jose on Twitter, but 60% Chicago at rodpeterson.com. Spicy! So this one, we're going to have to tabulate all the votes because it is tight, 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 tight. Uh, San Jose and Chicago here on uh, the poll of round number one. Um, Is it Gene next, or is it Alan next? All right. Alan May coming up next, and then uh, we'll continue on through the program. So we'll take a break. Alan May, Washington Capitals broadcaster. Alexander Ovechkin looking for 802 tonight as the Capitals welcome in Detroit. We'll get to that and a whole lot more here on the Rod Peterson Show. Watching live on Game Plus TV and YouTube, listening on the podcast or on the radio at uh, 99.1 WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Rod's still on the birthday weekend. It's a long birthday weekend, but he'll be back on the show tomorrow, and he'll be broadcasting live from bowl season, NCAA, Boca Raton Bowls. So that's going to be fun. He's got a former, a couple of former CFL players, uh, part of that group, and, of course, Liberty is in the game in Ken Austin. Uh, former Riders coach, Riders quarterback, to Hamilton Tiger Cats head coach. They're all he's going to be part of that game. So looking for a lot of fun tomorrow. But we're talking hockey because uh, the OV watch continues. And we go to Washington now, bring in Alan May, Washington Capitals broadcaster, and say, Happy holidays, Alan. It's good to see you. Happy holidays to you. It's great to see you. Now, awesome to see you um, as the Washington Capitals getting set to host the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Are we all on Olvi watch again tonight? Uh, it's been a couple without, but as he sits at 8.01, I think we're all kind of sitting here wondering, not if, but when he's going to get 8.02 and then 8.03. Well, 8.01 is going to happen tonight. I would, I would bet your last dollar on that one. And Detroit's reeling right now. Uh, they've got injuries. They've lost quite a few games in a row. They got hammered at home the other night, 6-3. to three. Uh, on Saturday night, and I think Ovi's ready to get it done. I think it'd be kind of poetic to do it against the Detroit Red Wings. Marty Howe will be in the building with Mark Howe's brother, uh, so it's go- going to be a big night. And uh, if 802 happens, uh, that'll be great. But I bet when the season started that it would be in the Winnipeg game that this upcoming Friday. So I, I didn't think he'd get on the little hot streak that he's been on. So it's uh, no matter what happens, it's going to be incredible. And I was fortunate enough to be in Chicago last week. I did the radio call. I did my normal pregame and postgame stuff, but I did the, the call with John Walton, our incredible radio voice, and it, it was surreal to do it in an original six building. Uh, their fans were amazing. The moment was amazing. All of the moments were amazing. Uh, the plane ride back to D.C. after the game was absolutely incredible. It was so much fun. Very cool. Very cool. What was what was your initial reaction when 800 went in? Well, you knew it was coming because he scored 24 seconds into the game, and it, you could just feel it building up. And Chicago, from way up top, you know, the 300 feet above ice level, looked really bad when they don't have the puck. There's a lot of nice skating hockey players on that team, but it, it, it was a train wreck without the puck. So you knew it was coming. And when it finally went in, I looked at John Walton, and you know he'd been dying. You know the radio guys—they've been—they die for these moments. And I just took it all in. Watch—I just turned in the press box, looked at him, 
And uh, it, it, just to watch him go and the excitement of the building and then the Chicago fans, and all of a sudden, everyone's throwing their hats. The visitors, we had a lot of Capitals fans the other night, uh, but the, the Chicago fans were amazing. The way his teammates emptied the bench, uh, it, it, it was really special. It was, it was pretty cool. I'm a pretty lucky guy when it comes to my hockey moments in my life. Growing up in Edmonton watching Gretzky, and I, I saw so many milestones with, uh, with Wayne. And then to cover this guy the last 14, 15 years has been incredible. And uh, I love that people have written him off so many times, and he continues to you know, just come out of the air. It's kind of like Hulkamania. The hand just keeps coming up and coming up. And you know, it, it's, uh, it's incredible to watch him go and live on these moments. And, and the greatest thing now, Darren, is that he, he is so congratulatory to his teammates and appreciative of them and you know like it's always them now and you guys and it's yeah. not like i wanted to do like it, 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 you know it, it takes a while to learn that as a younger player in the league but i'm telling you the last half of his career uh he, he has been so great to his teammates and gracious and, and and one moment i'll share with you on the plane the other night uh you know the, the team planes are incredible now and he came back and had a clink with everybody and it spoke to everybody, the coaches and thanked them, the training staff, the TV and radio guys that were, you know, we're all, that we all travel together. And he was just, he was still, I think in awe, he was still in shock of what had just transpired earlier that evening. And I did a post-game interview a, uh, after uh, he had done the big scrum, he came and over, did a one-on-one -on -one with me and his voice was trembling. His hands were shaking and uh, he, he real he, he, I think he really lived in the moment and felt, uh, you know, the presence of Gordie Howe and everything that's happening right now to be the only third player in the National Hockey League in the history of it to get 800 goals. And I didn't think it ever happened because when he came in the league, the league, it was a bad brand of hockey being played before that when they changed all the rules. And I didn't think guys were going to be able to get 50 and 60 goals anymore. Yeah. At what point, at what point did you think it was possible, not just 800, but chasing down Wayne? Because last, it's last not only year, possible last, now. Yeah. Yeah. Last season, you know, to be, you know, he was 36. He puts up 50 goals and he carried the team with Evgeny Kuznetsov all last season. They had so many injuries, so many bizarre happenings with COVID and all the things. And he still found a way. And, and, and at, at 37 years old right now today, every team's game plan is how do we shut down Ovechkin? And people think he only scores you know, from that one spot, but they're not coming from there because all the penalty killers are getting over there. Now they're taking the pass away, but he's starting to go into the net and score the junk, but he's figuring out ways and he's adapting. But last year, once he started rolling, it's going to happen. He is going to, he's going to get there with Wayne and it's going to be incredible. But right now I think we're just all cherishing these moments with uh, Gordie Howe and, and what's going to happen next few days. How, how, I wish it was a little bit of a spread because 800 is a really big deal. Uh, and I'm so happy that I, I'll be part of that call for a long time. But 801 for our guy, Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan, our two in TV, you know, the, the number one and two guy in our, our broadcast, uh, they'll, they'll be in this forever. I, I heard them on an ESPN montage last Saturday afternoon. We were in Winnipeg, or Sunday afternoon, we were in Winnipeg. And ESPN had the game between the Avs and the Blues. and they were talking all the new young goal scorers about what's their favorite Ovechkin goal. And, you know, a lot of them go back to the, the one where he is rolling around on the ice in Arizona. And I've got a lot more that I like way more than that one, but it was pretty cool. And our guys were on that the entire time all over it. 
And it, it was so cool to listen to them. And they were actually sitting with me because I pulled the game up in the press box before we got started in Winnipeg. And they, they were in awe hearing themselves as well describe these goals and it kind of reliving all these incredible moments. Very cool. Very cool. I, I, and I think it'll be your call that it will probably live on for 800 because everybody's jumping on Chris Chelios for the television call. <laughs> um, if you heard it, uh, Steve Levy was on the play-by-play call on ESPN. Chelios was up in the booth. And as the goal went in, Chelios completely stole the call. So when you sit there and tell me you were looking over at the play-by-play, your, your partner, and letting him go and knowing what that moment meant, you've been there before. But sometimes the moment just gets away from you, like it maybe did for Chelios. And it's not the worst thing either. I didn't think it was as bad as some of the broadcasters were making it out to be. Well, I, I think anything that happens on social media, it's the end of the world and it's 12 times, 100 times, 1,000 times worse than it really is. The negativity that comes with social media, it's so much harder to be a positive person. But when I was looking at John, the big monitor, there's about an 80-inch screen behind him. And I'm looking, there's Chelly on one side. I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And the other side is blank ice. And I couldn't figure out what was happening. And then I realized, but in all, you know, I'm going to stick up for uh, Chris and Mark in that instance. I don't ever remember them being in game, calling a game as analysts and, you know, getting the reps in. And I know they haven't done it on radio. I did it on radio when I played. When I was injured, I, I filled in with the radio guy. And it was, hey, he goes, just let top of the circles, just lay out if it looks like anything's dangerous is going to the net. And, you know, so now it's been years and years of reps that, even when I'm in the broadcast between the benches, once it gets to an, an area, you just lay out. And you mid-sentence, you could be two words into a sentence, you just lay out. But they didn't have that benefit. So I would say that's on the, the director, producer, and the executive producer of that game that, you know, they didn't communicate that to the guys. So, uh, it, it, you know what, it, it's still a great night no matter what happens, no matter what and who got the call or whatever it was, was that. 800 was scored in Chicago, and it was a pretty special night. Yeah, very cool. Very special night. Look, for the Capitals as a team, I believe I'd have to look one point out of a playoff spot as we sit here tonight going in to the game against Detroit. With all the attention about Ovechkin and the chase for Gordy and then eventually Wayne, where's this team at as we head towards Christmas? And kind of talking about, you know, Christmas wish for, for the Capitals. Where's this team at heading in, and, and what do they need to become a playoff team and, and contend? Well, I, I will say I believe they will be a playoff team. And you look about a month ago for about three weeks, they were $42 million on the shelf with the salary cap. And then they went down to about $32 million. And then they were at $26 million, where they're at about right now. They've got 33 players on their roster. When you take all the guys on long-term IR, IR, uh, the young extra guys that we can carry at this moment. Uh, there's 33 guys. We had four goalies yesterday and the day before uh, because we had the, the backup goalie from Hershey filling in for Darcy Kemper, took a shot off the noggin and morning skate. Next thing you know, I'm in the hallway at 5.30 down by the dressing room and Zach Bukali, who comes up from Hershey, he, just, he races into town, drives his car, gets into town, and the kid's a classic. He's a beauty. He comes down the hallway. He's doing jumping jacks and hip twists and, you know, flapping his arms and kicking his legs. He's hilarious. And, and he comes by and he's doing all this stuff. The hands are all over the place. And he's trying to, you know, get ready for the game. It, it, it was classic. And 
that's just kind of par for the course. Peter Laviolette, since December 17th, 2020, before we even got started in that 56-game season, and he was named coach during that fall when we didn't have hockey, he was the new head coach, we lost Henrik Lundqvist on December 17th with that hard ailment. And I was looking so forward to be able to cover Ovechkin, Chara, and Lundqvist. I thought, how incredible is it going to be to have three legends, three living legends on your team at this moment, and then you lose him. And the Caps, somehow, they go through that season, and there were so many things going on. You have that taxi squad. You guys would be up for warm-up. Next thing you know, they're pulled off halfway through warm-up because a COVID test came back as a positive and you know, as a rapid test or whatever it was. But it was insane. And he's been dealing with that the entire time. Last season, they had the best road record in the league. And as I said earlier, it was Ovechkin and Kuznetsov that carried the team. Ovi with his 50 goals, uh, 90 points. Kuznetsov, I think, I think he had over a point a game. And it, it, it was those two guys and all these other guys. We had 12 guys, I believe, get their first point in the National Hockey League. So this team right now, when we look at what's gone on this year, they were in a lot deeper trouble with the amount of injuries that they've had so far. They lost Connor Brown four games in. Uh, he was here to fill in you know, and do a great job of filling in for Tom Wilson until you could get him back from his ACL, which is an eighth-month injury, which isn't supposed to get him back till January. We didn't know what was going to happen with Nick Backstrom, but he's ready to go, and he's going to be back in the lineup soon. And he had told me the other day on the flight to Winnipeg, it was the first time I'd been able to see him. and. He was so happy to be on the plane. He was so happy with the mates. He was so happy to talk to us even. And uh, I've got a really good relationship. And he was just so happy. And he was, and he was very talkative. And I asked him, how are you feeling? He goes, best I've felt in eight years. I talked to him exactly wow. about the, the exact surgery that he had. They don't do that one over here for, for hockey players when they're still playing. And so he, he, he can tie it. He, he, had a, he was at the point where teammates were untying his skates after game. And I saw him walk last year, and, and his one leg, his left leg, looked like it was about an inch to two inches shorter than when he walked. And you could tell he wasn't right. He tried as hard as he could. He still had a decent season number-wise. But I think he's going to be coming back and looking amazing because we've all said, you know, when we're handicapping how he's skating, like, I haven't seen him skate that well in years. And so that's great news. But you take a look at the game. They went on a long road trip, uh, six games, 17 days, something like that. They ended up 3-2-1. and one. The first game of the road trip was on a back-to-back to Jersey, and I think they played them the wrong way, and it was a back-and-forth game. New Jersey's fast, and I thought they should have trapped it up, been a blue line, and they got caught with their pants down. They go into Vancouver. They were way better in Vancouver. They went to Seattle, and they got caught up in trying to play fast in Seattle, went to Calgary, let the game get away, uh, and then they went into Edmonton and shut them down. Uh, they went into Philly, shut them down, played the long game to end the road trip, and after that, They've been really, really good at figuring out they're a five-man unit on the ice, not three forwards and 2D. And, you know, the goaltenders pay the price when you play that way. So you're going to get guys back, and they're high-end guys, and you're getting players that were playing. For a while, we had kids that were fourth-liners playing on the first line. And now you've got legitimate top-line guys playing in their spots. But imagine that. You're going to get Tom Wilson back at – number one right wing, you're going to start moving guys down. So the third line is going to be formidable because you're going to get two guys out of the top six are going to go to the third line. The fourth line is going to get even better. Uh, so th- this team, in my opinion, is now that they're rolling the right way and you get the reinforcements back, they're going to be able to kick some serious ass when they get back on the ice, all these guys. 
I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I hope you have a special night tonight uh, at, at, the, at the rink when Detroit comes to town. And uh, what's up for Alan May over the holidays? I'm actually going to fly back to Texas tomorrow, do all my Christmas shopping, and fly back here Thursday for the Ottawa game, and then fly back to Texas on the 24th, come back the night of the 26th, hop on a plane to New York City at 8 a.m., go to the rink. The guys will have morning skate, check in the hotel, play the game, and then fly right back to D.C. So it's going to be a little bit of airline miles in the next little while. That's just another day in the life of Alan May, buddy. I kind of love it, yeah. Yeah, Great Merry to Christmas. See Take care. You bet. Alan May, Washington Capitals broadcaster, and uh, potentially history being made tonight. We'll all be watching as the Washington Capitals, <clears throat> excuse me, welcome in the Detroit Red Wings. We've got more to come. Gene Principe as we go to Edmonton next and check in on the Oilers here on the RP Show Monday morning here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, listening on the podcast and on the radio, 99.1 WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, welcome back to the program. Darren DuPont with you here in for Rod Peterson. A lot of NHL hockey this hour on the podcast and on the program as we head towards uh, the Christmas weekend. Final week of live shows here for the RP show. A couple of programming notes coming up on Friday. Our World Junior Preview Special is coming up. We've got Peter Labardius, Julie Robenheimer. Sam Cosentino and more coming up on that program to preview the World Juniors. Canada actually gets going tonight with their pre-tournament schedule. They welcome in uh, Switzerland into Moncton for the pre-tournament game. So Canada-Switzerland is coming up tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern in Moncton. Uh, Seattle's Thomas Millich will start in goal. And news from Canada's junior team on the weekend, Shane Wright, was named team captain on Sunday, and they also named four alternate captains. They'll rotate games to each uh, game. Ethan Del Mastro, the defenseman, is there as one of the alternates. Dylan Genther, Nathan Gocher, and Logan Stan Colvin are the four. Um, Connor Bedard expected to play alongside Shane Wright on the Canada's top line tonight if you were watching uh, the morning skate and going by their lines here earlier today. So looking forward to that Canada and Switzerland um, tonight. Big thanks already this, uh, this afternoon, this morning, to Mike Richards, Jim Mullen, and Alan May for joining us. If you just missed that, you can check it back out on the podcast. Text line is open at 902-518-3033, and the website rodpeterson.com, where you can vote on today's poll question. Last we checked, the reverse retro jersey, was pretty much dead even across all our platforms. Um, and the jerseys up for uh, the poll today is the Chicago Blackhawks and the San Jose Sharks reverse retro jerseys. But we've got breaking news out of Edmonton this morning, and that's where we go next. Gene Principe from Rogers Sportsnet joins us uh, this morning here on the hotline, and I think we've got Gene in ready to go. There he is. How are you, Gene? Hey, guys. I'm not bad. How are you guys? We're, we're doing well. Where are you off to this morning? 
Well, I'm just uh, walking back from uh, the rink uh, here in Nashville, and I think I just spoke to the guy that is part of the breaking news, Stuart Skinner, uh, who played in Saskatchewan, yes. Swift Current, Lethbridge, and uh, has really, you know, goalies are a, a certain breed because it seemed like not too long ago, unfairly, people were kind of wondering, what, what's going on with Stuart Skinner, you know? They, drafted him a few years ago and and now here he is signing a, a long-term multi-million dollar deal and uh, he said it himself said he got some advice when he was younger that said listen one year you can be playing in the echl or the ahl or the nhl uh, bo both ways right either from ahl or echl up or or down and uh the kids proved himself we watched Stuart skinner out here in western canada you mentioned with lethbridge shining and then was a key piece of Swift Current's run to a Western Hockey League title and into the Memorial Cup, uh, signing today a three-year, $2.6 million extension with the Edmonton Oilers. What does it do for the outlook of that team in goal? Jack Campbell, we know, has struggled a little bit this season. Skinner's played well and, and seems to be peaking. What does it do for the outlook moving forward? One second, I'm just going to put an order in. Can I get a... <laughs> Gene's got to get his coffee. If anybody understands Gene getting the coffee order in, it's me. I get it. You got to get the fuel. I'm curious because we've been down there. Rod and I have been down there. On are you on Broadway? Is that where we where we are? I'm, I'm just just a couple blocks off. Sorry, I'm kind of multitasking because I'm a little bit behind uh, today, and it's the dad's trip. Um, so there's lots of lots of stuff going on. Uh, it's it's neat to see these uh, young. Uh, players have their fathers. Uh, some of them, it's uh, brothers, uh, mentors uh, that are here with them. Um, and uh, so I did hear your question, and I agree. Uh, I do agree. Um, you know, Stewart wasn't clear in stating whether the Oilers came to him or or whether it was sort of a mutual conversation or whether his agent JP Barry went to the Oilers. But I, I think the the length of the deal, uh the amount of the deal has people thinking about the goalie goalie situation in Edmonton. I'm not sure what they're thinking. I, I don't know what they should be thinking, but it just has people wondering um what the conversation should be like. Uh, after they signed Jack Campbell to a five-year, $25 million contract this summer. One thing I think it does, and you look at this team right now, in a wild-card spot, they're just one point up on Calgary going into tonight's game in Nashville. I think it opens up a lot of flexibility for that spot. If Stuart Skinner continues to play well and finds himself in a conversation to be the starter come playoff time yeah. at a $2.6 million hit, this opens up some opportunities and flexibility for Ken Holland, doesn't it? Because this team's not nowhere near their ceiling. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, uh, what I'm curious about now is if you've got a goalie, I, I think Stewart was making, I want to say 750, around 750, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, so this is not for this year, but as as he moves forward, so if a goalie's making three quarters of a million, it, it, it's a, it's a very lopsided scale for money. Now he's making or will be making half as much as Jack, and that puts him into a kind of the starters realm, especially a young starters realm, salary wise. So 
you know, I, I think this is the deal. Now you've got two goalies in play starting next year for seven and a half million bucks for a guy who's a number one and a guy who's becoming a number one. So it's a great setup uh, for the keepers. It's a great setup for the Oilers and for their fans and the team. You know, I, I just think that to be, able to, to be able to get Stewart at that price point, which is really good uh, for Edmonton and really good for him, uh, and, and know that Jack is is here, but of course it lends people to start wondering. Well, what's 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 the deal? What's the deal is that they got the money. They've spent just over seven and a half million dollars starting next year for three more years on their goaltending. It solidifies uh, not only the the position but the amount of money you're paying for the position. So I, I like it for Edmonton, and it it does say something about Stewart's uh, growth to the point where they are really comfortable thinking that he is a multi million dollar player for them. So let's look at the Oilers now before we let you go as a, as a whole at Nashville tonight. They'll visit Dallas Wednesday yep. before coming home to take on Vancouver Friday leading into the break. And then right out of the break, it's the Battle of Alberta on the 27th. We, we'll talk this time of year a lot about Christmas wish lists and play that game. What's yep. on the wish list for the Oilers, you know, going into Christmas to not only just make sure they get into the playoffs, but get them back up towards the top of the division. Yeah, I, I think the wish list would be just kind of going into cons, maybe cons, I don't know if consistency is the right word, but uh, you know they were seven and three their first ten, then three and seven their next ten, then seven and three their next ten. So that takes us to thirty games, and and now they're all one and one the first two of these next set of ten games. And as you guys, once you were through the next set of ten games, then basically you're halfway through the season. You're a game off being at halfway point. So consistency, I'm not saying they want to go five and five every 10 game segment, but just a a little more um, uh, roller coaster is a bit strong, but yeah, just to kind of find a game that will allow them uh, to be, I would think a top two team in their division, um, a top eight team in the league, top four in the conference. I mean, this, this is, listen, you got Connor and Leon on your team. You, you, you can't be sort of middling around, scratching and clawing, or shall I say you shouldn't be, or we wouldn't think you would be in that state. So they're not, but that's the thing. You know, you mentioned the, the schedule going into the break. You know, you lose a couple here in a row, and now it's winless in four, and you're starting to go, well, where did everything sort of go the wrong way? So uh, I think they're in good shape. Um, I think they're a playoff team. I, I think a lot of great things about Edmonton, but you just don't want uh, little uh, blips to become uh, big ones and find yourself kind of feeling uncomfortable about what's going on on the ice. Good. Before we let you go, I know you mentioned Dad's weekend or Dad's trip, but this is always one of the funnest when the dads are there. Oh, yeah. So who's been the most fun dad or who's the guy that's the most animated that we're going to see on TV? Cause you guys always cut to them, right? Who are we going to see jumping out of yeah. the chair? Well, a guy who I think will live on in infamy is uh, Richard nurse Darnell's dad. When uh, Darnell had, I can't remember if it was his first NHL fight. He fought. Oh, we might've lost Gene. Let me know if we get him back. Cause okay. You let me know if we get uh, him back. We'll only hang on here for about 60 more seconds. If not, we're, we're going to let Gene go. But 
Um, let me know if he reconnects because I want to hear about Darnell Nurse's dad. And if he does, Clark, just throw him on here. Um, otherwise, we'll refresh the comments and check into the uh, uh, text line as well and get you set for the overtime segment. Um, I'll just pull up the YouTube comments here while we wait and see if Gene is going to reconnect. If not, we might have lost him. And, and that's a, um, Jeff wants to know if he just stepped on a cat. You're referring to Gene, Jeff the Stamps fan. So interesting about that. But I love actually maybe the most unique interview that we have is, is Gene, especially when you get him walking and talking down the strip in, in uh, Nashville, going and picking up his morning coffee. Clark, I don't think we're going to get him back, eh? All right. We're going to call it. If he comes back, you tell him thank you so much for joining us. And uh, it means we've got to watch tonight as the Oilers get set to take on the Nashville Predators. One more segment left here on a Monday morning, Monday afternoon. I guess it's afternoon almost everywhere now except maybe the West Coast. And uh, I guess Alberta, it's still uh, just before noon. So uh, we'll count down to the top of the hour on the other side of this break. It's the RP Show. Rod, on his final day of the day weekend, Darren DuPont in with you here back with one final segment on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, listening on the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we're on the radio on 99.1 WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, we got a lot to take care of, not a lot of time to get there. And so we're going to bang out some sponsors as well, Clark. Uh, I want you to get that Regal ready. But first, um, we'll get into a sports update for Edo Japan. And to give you this before we go, Ito Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Ito Japan's menu has something for everyone. Eight games in the National Hockey League tonight. Um, we'll start from top to bottom. The Dallas Stars are in Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets. Uh, it's OV Watch in Washington as the Capitals welcome in the Detroit Red Wings. And we heard about Mark and uh, and the house that are going to be in attendance there. So that's going to be pretty special in Washington. We'll be watching that. Uh, Boston is home to Florida. Um, the Panthers at 15, 13, and 4. Not the heavyweight we thought, but Boston is 24, 4, and 2. 
just outstanding what they've accomplished heading into Christmas. Edmonton is in Nashville. Colorado's home to the Islanders. The Golden Knights welcome in the Buffalo Sabres. Montreal is in Arizona at Mullet Arena against the Coyotes. And the Vancouver Canucks in the late one tonight, 10.30 Eastern, they welcome the St. Louis Blues. Uh, two... Uh, the World Juniors, that tune-up game happening tonight. That's happening 6 o'clock Eastern time. Canada, home to Switzerland. TSN, I'm sure, will have it. And it's uh, coming to you from Moncton. Um, Monday Night Football happening as well. NFL, it's in Green Bay. And our odds for Bet Regal, you can go on and play for free tonight. BetRegal.net. Green Bay Packers, seven and a half point favorites over the L.A. Rams tonight. Um, Green Bay earlier today releasing Sammy Watkins. Uh, so Watkins is going to go uh, through the waiver wire. And it's interesting to see if he gets picked up, uh, released by Green Bay. So over at betregal.net, Green Bay favored by 7.5 over L.A. The over-under is 39.5. I took the Rams on Friday when we played deal or no deal to cover. I'll take the Rams plus 7.5 points. Again tonight. So again, you can play along for free at betregal.net. Text line 902-518-3033. You can get your texts in there. Um, John Kirby letting us know that Norway has defeated Kazakhstan and been promoted to the 2024 World Junior Championships. And Japan defeating Ukraine and been promoted to Division I Group A. So into the uh, secondary tournament of the World Junior Hockey Championship. So thank you, John, for the breaking news here today. The other news of the morning, Stuart Skinner signing a three-year, $2.6 million extension with the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs acquiring Dryden Hunt from Colorado for Dennis Mulgan. That's the breaking news here this morning as we uh, move through. One final update of our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. You'll have 23 hours or 22 hours, I guess now, to vote over at rodpeterson.com. It's been flipped. San Jose now leading Chicago. Uh, 56% of the vote for San Jose. Again, vote now at rodpeterson.com. Rod will be back in tomorrow from the Boca Raton Bowl. That's going to be a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. And uh, we'll be back uh, same time tomorrow here on Game Plus. Thanks for watching Game Plus on the podcast, YouTube, or on WQEE. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the show. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.